Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs, will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
We know about this stuff from last week. It's like, you know, the ground is, is like disappearing between, you know, beneath our feet and, and we have to get on these new networks and these new products and, and what Rory has with Next Gen USA is not just some little Mickey Mouse operation. This is going to be very, very big time. So if you're listening, you're definitely wanting to tune in. And uh, they've been gracious enough to to allocate a time slot for yours truly and the Kane Crusade. So we are we are excited to be teaming up and excited to be here tonight and to discuss whatever relevant topics you've got for us, brother. Yeah, yeah, excellent, man. Uh, you know, I'm very excited to bring you aboard, and, you know, you're always fantastic and spot on and give perfect insight. And at this point right now, uh, just to tell everybody, we have over 20, 20 hosts that will be doing their own shows, over 20 people. And we're still well, – we just, I mean, we're pretty close, actually, to filling up the entire 24-7 time slot. I, I think we're, like, probably 80% of the way done, so we only have that 20% left. And then uh, – with everything that's going on with tech censoring, everybody, uh, we are going to have our media site involved with the dark web. Just want everybody to know that in case anything ever backfires on the internet or anybody ever tries to come on the regular internet and screw with the network because we see what the masters of the universe are doing with these tech, within these tech companies. Uh, there's, there's the dark web where people can have access and uh, that sort of capability. So that's, that's a really good thing. Um, I also do want to welcome to the show uh, Desert Storm veteran, columnist, activist, and radio show host, Eric Thompson. Eric, you you as well are going to be doing your own show on the network, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, letting me on here again. And um, it's it's good to have like minds, uh, you know, talking on a regular basis because I think that's going to be the key is we've got to start coalescing uh, we the people so we can fight back against this tyranny and it has to happen now so uh yeah just looking forward yeah. to tonight absolutely my friend great to have you here uh, let's also welcome to the program uh founder of college republicans united founder of republicans united and currently the leader of nationalists united kevin dukeiper what's up my friend I'm doing wonderful. I hope you are too. And I'm so excited to hear about your network and all these other uh, 19 hosts that you have for this uh, channel. I'm going to be so looking forward to every single uh, host and uh, so excited for what you got going on, Rory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I was going to give you a call because you're, you're another person that I was going to give a show to. So you and I will definitely, we'll talk about it uh, for sure. And, and I'll just, kind of fill you in on what's going on and, and we'll get a time slot for you and you can pick however often you want to do a show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're everybody, I mean, we're raising a ton of money uh, for this network. Uh, what, what the amount we're raising, it, it's over a million dollars. And the reason that is, is because we want to fully utilize this uh, to its highest potential. We want to make this thing absolutely huge and, we're doing it perfect timing. Political season is right around the corner, uh, and this whole 24/7 news network uh, is going to, you know, uh, it's going to allow everyone uh, from all over the world to do their own show. So, for instance, when it's the middle of the night for us here, you'll have the hosts in Europe uh, doing their own shows and overseas, wherever they are, whatever the country they're doing their show from. So, and we ha- will have so many different producers on staff at a time 
uh, that are, you know, doing the shows for everybody and making sure everything's maintained. And the advertise the, the money we'll be making on advertisements is absolutely amazing and insane how much it's going to be, uh, you know, and the way we've designed, uh, the, you know, how the screen's going to look and how the whole formula and layout, um, you know, with everything that's attached. I mean, you're literally going to feel like you're watching Fox News or you're watching a regular news channel and you're going to have all the big commercials. And, you know, I even, you know, obviously 75 to 80% of this is going to be uh, politics, but that other 20% I am making, uh, we, we are creating a science section. We are creating a sales channel section, a sports channel, um, religion. Uh, it goes on and on. I mean, you, you, with this sort of thing, yes, the majority of it, of the content should be politics, 80%, but that 20%, uh, it's good to add in variety. It's good to add in certain things that uh, people are very interested in, obviously, and I think this is going to do really well. Um, and I just want to say, in terms of me saying we have over 20 hosts right now, that is for just the political area. So we have over 20 hosts that will – over 20 people that will be doing their own political shows. So, and that, that doesn't even – uh, that's not even counting, you know, the science shows and the sports shows and all that other stuff. So definitely a lot to look forward to. Um, and like I said, I mean, there's so much to talk about tonight, but if I get some time, I will go into more detail. And if I don't, I will get to it on Thursday. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what, guys, I will tell you what, with what's going on with liberalism, with this nonsense, all this bullshit hysteria and this obsession uh, with our president. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, this is just sick. This is sick, sick stuff. I mean, you have, you have a guy by the name of – what is his name? Hold on a second. What's his name? Oh, yeah. John Dean. And let, let, me, let me just tell everybody a little bit about Johnny Dean. He is a former attorney and he's a convict, convicted felon who served as the White House counsel for the uh, Richard Nixon uh, situation. This guy has no credibility. He's a lowlife. He's a loser. Trump bashed him, uh, I believe it was yesterday, uh, because here, here's, what the de- here's where the Democrats' priorities are. They don't care about their constituents. All they want to do is abuse their power, and they want to use the clock to and, and all of this these things to basic in a, in a strong sense. I mean, they are uh, trying to. Fr- I mean, they are trying to frame Trump. I mean, they they want a crime that's not there. They want the, the, you know. I mean, any anything anyone says. It's like their eyes light up and they get they take it so seriously and they start they they start you know uh, it's just it's so they they egg them on it just keeps going we saw for instance look at look at Michael Cohen a guy that's lied over and over he's a criminal I never trust him from day one you go back and listen to my shows years uh, over a year ago uh, even when Michael Cohen was on Trump's good side I said there's something not right about this guy and I do not. I do not trust him whatsoever. And I, 
turns out I was right. And and you look at what uh, Congress and you know the, these these certain people uh, you know did with Michael Cohen. They brought him in there to testify when he's a felon and he's a known liar, and they're trying to say he's credible. They're doing the same sort of thing with John Dean. They're, they've done it with so many other people that don't have good track records with credibility and the truth. And, and, and it's, it's like if Republicans were doing something like this, there would be bloody murder being screamed. I mean, we, we, we would literally never hear the end of this. But you have these news networks, and you have these people in D.C. that are leading people on with all these uncredible uh, witnesses and, and people they try to get information from. I mean, when, do, when does it end? The term witch hunt describes this Russia hoax perfectly. They lost the election. They put so much, so much time, effort, and money on. So they had, they had, they had to justify it, and they had to, tr- they, they had to do something uh, to sabotage, uh, you know, Trump's victory. They had to do something because they knew, they knew a lot of the bad stuff was going to come out on them. So what, what do you usually do? What do a lot of people do if they're guilty of something? They put it on the other people, and they say, well, he – you know, I mean this is, this is, this is, psycho, this is psychology 101, and it's absolutely disgraceful that everything – you know, in 20 – the way we're living in 2019, I, I've never seen more hostility and radicalization from anybody. Uh, in 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 the past, in the past in this in political history this is really bad no no president has ever had to go through this it really it really is mind blowing and like i've said many times and i'll say it again this was never about finding the truth or what happened in the election this was always about going after trump with whatever accusations or rumors get put for put get put forward as long as long as there is, is can be a spin on it as long as they can work with it they'll push it and they'll they'll try to convince their sheep that it's true when it's not there has to be some sort of law behind this kind of stuff i mean this is just out of control uh, i do want to play uh, tucker uh, explaining uh, the the flaws of John Dean and saying how John Dean has no part in what's has no place uh, to ever, uh, you know, be heard in a court of law, you know, in terms of being credible. Uh, one seven. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. On August 9th, 1974, Richard Nixon announced he was resigning the presidency. That was almost 45 years ago. The Nixon administration ended that day. And so did the relevance of anything John Dean has to say. Dean, you'll remember if you are old, was Nixon's White House counsel during Watergate. He helped orchestrate the payoffs and the cover-up that brought down his boss. Dean was incarcerated for that. He was convicted and then incarcerated. And that's pretty much all you need to know about John Dean. He is the living answer to a trivia question. That is until this week. 
Yesterday, House Democrats brought Dean to Congress to testify up on Capitol Hill. Not about Richard Nixon, but about the Mueller investigation. The Mueller investigation? Baffling. John Dean is 80 years old. He has nothing to do with Robert Mueller or his investigation. Dean hasn't worked in any of the last eight presidential administrations. When John Dean last held a politically relevant job, Francisco Franco ran Spain. It was a long time ago. So why was Dean on Capitol Hill? Well, simple. He works for Jeff Zucker now as a CNN contributor. And Democrats wanted to hear him talk like this. If I had to channel a little of Richard Nixon, I think he'd tell this president he's going too far. This is the sort of stuff of a banana republic. This is what an autocrat does. Do you think, though, that this is proving that he is unhinged, concerns about that or reports about that? He certainly acts unhinged. He's thinking like uh, Putin would think. What I think we're witnessing is a very public obstruction of justice. Uh, he, as I see it, has already exceeded everything that Nixon did. You're saying, in your opinion, Donald Trump uh, is has gone farther than Richard Nixon did to obstruct justice? That's exactly what I'm saying. I think Trump is Nixon on steroids and stilts. Nixon on steroids! To a certain kind of dim-witted baby boomer, this kind of thing is totally irresistible. Reese's peanut butter cup pizza. At the hearing, Dean admitted that he didn't have any relevant knowledge of anything that's happened in this century. But he's still 100% positive that Donald Trump is more evil than Richard Nixon ever was. The last time I appeared before your committee was July 11, 1974, during the impeachment inquiry of Richard Nixon. Clearly, I'm not here today as a fact witness. In many ways, the Mueller report is to President Trump what the so-called Watergate roadmap was to President Richard Nixon. I am not a fact witness, Dean conceded. Hmm. What other kinds of witnesses are there? Editorial witnesses? People who have no idea what they're talking about but feel very strongly about it? <laughs> the entire hearing went like this. And Dean wasn't even the only cable news analyst there. Democrats invited a lot of them. They trotted out a fake expert, for example, called Barbara McQuaid. McQuaid is an MSNBC legal analyst who was once a U.S. attorney before Donald Trump fired her. Since then, she's been on call to reassure jittery MSNBC viewers that the 2016 election wasn't actually real, and in any case, Big Orange will be gone very soon. The conduct described in the report constitutes multiple crimes of obstruction of justice. It's supported by evidence of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, and I'm confident that if anyone other than a sitting president committed this conduct, that person would be charged with crimes. Oh, it sounds so official. As expected, McQuaid read from the approved script on Monday. She may have no relevant knowledge or expertise, none whatsoever, but she is nevertheless very certain that Donald Trump is a criminal. It could be that President Trump procured the presidency by fraud. When immigrants procure their citizenship by fraud, we strip them of their citizenship. When a president procures his presidency by fraud, should we consider doing the same? It went on like this all day long. In case you missed it, there was no real discussion of Robert Mueller's findings. Instead, for a few hours, C-SPAN looked like a CNN panel as people in makeup thundered for impeachment. But in fact, the whole show was an indication of how weak pro-impeachment forces really are. 
despite all the investigations and all the ranting you see on cable news, House Democrats still don't have the votes to impeach Donald Trump. The talking heads showed up yesterday to rally the base and to prod nervous Democrats toward an impeachment trial. Did it work? Not clear, probably not. But there was another reason for the hearing, too, and we shouldn't overlook it. While Democrats continue to burrow through the Mueller report, trying to twist its ho-hum findings into high crimes and misdemeanors, the Attorney General, William Barr, is digging deeper into the spying, the DOJ spying before and after the 2016 election. Where you know the FBI surveilled Donald Trump's campaign. Now we're finding out how extensive that spying was and how flimsy the justification for it. Democrats know that Barr's findings could be horrifying, embarrassing, maybe even devastating. They could help President Trump get reelected. So if you're on the left right now, it's a good idea to muddy the waters. If it takes calling John Dean out of retirement, well worth it. It never, ever ends with the left. I mean, these people are so anti-American. They are, they are the worst. And this John Dean guy, what a loser. Comes out of the woodwork, works for CNN now. And hasn't been in D.C. since the 70s, and, and he's been to prison many times, and he's a criminal. But, you know, well, what are the Democrats? They're criminals, too. I mean, they're the scum of the earth. You know, they deal with some of the nastiest people in existence. Let's face it. Uh, let's play Trump. <laughs> God, I love Trump, man. He's so real. He's so authentic. He's hilarious. Uh he, here he is ripping John Dean. I, I love it. I love how there's no filter on this guy, and he always fights back, and he doesn't give a shit what other people think. Or just a few minutes ago, this tape coming in from the White House, the president greeting the 103rd Indianapolis 500 champions, Team Henske. Let's listen in. With New York City, New York State. And uh, it's a big tragedy that will be a report a little while as to what happened and why it happened. Uh, but a very, uh, very sad event. The pilot was killed, as you know. Uh, but we'll have a full report on that soon. But the federal people are working with the uh, city and state people, and uh, they'll have a full report very soon. Thank you very much. Any reaction Mr. President, Mr. For many years, so I've been watching him on one of the networks that is not exactly Trump-oriented, and I guess they paid him a lot of money over the years. Now John's been a loser for a long time. We know that. I think he was disbarred, and he went to prison. Other than that, he's doing a great job. He's under the president. President, president, president. 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 Many other things. We're building the wall. We're going to have close to 500 miles of wall built. 
by the end of next year. That's a lot, and we're moving along very rapidly. We won the big court case, as you know, the other day, and that was a big victory for us. So a lot of good things are happening, but I want to thank Mexico, and we do have one other thing that will be announced at the appropriate time but they have to get approval from their legislative body. What is it? Why are the Mexicans <laughs> denying it then? I don't think they'll be denying it very long. It's all done. Mr. President, you hinted earlier in that CNBC interview that you may not, you'd actually go ahead and impose tariffs if she doesn't show up to the G20. Would you, would you be personally she, insulted if she doesn't show up? Would you be insulted? No, I'm never insulted. I've learned not to be insulted. I think President Xi of China, Great relationship with him. I think he'll be there. Uh, we are scheduled to talk and to meet. I think uh, interesting things will happen. Let's see what happens. Right now, we're getting 25 percent or $250 billion worth of goods. So a lot of money is pouring into our Treasury. We've never gotten 10 cents from China. Now we're getting a lot of money from China. And I think that's one of the reasons that GDP was so high in the first quarter, because of the tariffs that we've taken in from China. We always have the option to raise it another $300 billion at 25 percent, and the 25 percent could be much higher than 25 percent. But Roger Penske said that's enough. Democrats open up an impeachment inquiry, but it could actually help your re-election chances. Do you agree well, with that? Well, I hear that, too, but you can't impeach somebody when there's never been anything done wrong. We, we have a no collusion. We have no anything. There's no obstruction. There's no collusion. There's no anything. Uh, when you look at past impeachments, whether it was President Clinton or, I guess, President Nixon never got there. He left. I don't leave. There's a big difference. I don't leave. Uh, we did nothing wrong except create the greatest economy in the history of our country. We did nothing wrong except rebuild our military like nobody's ever seen before. Uh, we're doing a great job. Our country's never been stronger. And I think that having Simon here and Roger here is a tremendous honor for me. And these are champions. These are the people I like. These are great, great champions. Thank you. Quality on that video wasn't, I mean, on that soundbite wasn't the best towards the end. Um, let me, let me go to, let's go to Daryl first. Daryl, was, was the quality bad on the video, on the clip? Well, the audio, uh, it was, it was a little rough, but I could, I could hear it. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't overwhelmingly painful. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Usually I mean, the clips are, per, usually on. the clips are pretty smooth, but that was a rough one, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was it was fine. It wasn't overly problematic on on my end. I mean, what we have is you know we have two completely different realities. You, you're on the Democratic reality. You're on the CNN reality. The John Dean reality. Donald Trump yeah. is, as they've put it, uh, you know, right. ahead of ahead of Richard Nixon in terms of yeah. crimes committed. Now, the the reality is he's actually committed no crimes. So I, right. the the level of discourse and the stuff that we hear from from the left, it, it really 
underscores the reality that uh, these two sides cannot be reconciled. There's no middle ground here. When when they are just just continuing on and on, when you know they spent all of this money and all of these public resources to investigate this administration, came up with nothing, and are still now entertaining these ideas. In terms of the uh, foreign policy accomplishments of President Trump, they are uh, unparalleled. You have to go back to the Reagan years. Perhaps you know Bush and the coming down of the wall, um, yeah. really to have anything that comes close to that. Really, since then we've had we've had bumbling and ineptitude for about two and a half decades, and yeah. the fact that the Democratic Party won't even acknowledge or support some of that is deeply disturbing. And I think that Trump's point about the effectiveness of these tariffs and the revenue that they're generating in the meantime is is remarkable. And I, and I like the fact that. Uh, Trump is not letting the media sort of uh, blow too much over on his relationship with President Xi in that, you know, he very much takes it in stride. It's not it's nothing personal. He reiterates that he has a strong relationship with him, even though he's continuing yeah. to play aggressive hardball with him. That, yeah, that's been missing for for quite some time. And you see that there's a mutual respect between those two men. And you see the, the results that Trump is getting from it, and, and the same from, obviously, the tariffs in Mexico and, and the immediate response that we got from that, which the media, of course, does not want to acknowledge, and nor do the Democrats, because as we talk about night in and night out, they are about a societal and a national transformation, and yeah. immigration is central to that. So – the idea that they would be supportive of what these accomplishments are, of course, is, is when we understand what they're about, we really shouldn't be surprised by it. It doesn't make it any less repugnant or repulsive, but this is, this is, what, we, this is what we're up against. We're up against a party of radicals that wish to replace us and to yep. uh, similarly invert our entire national identity and values. So right. there's nothing to be gained from engaging with them. We simply have to beat them. We simply have to be stronger, more resolute, and we have to stand up and make our voices heard, and we have to be supportive of this administration as he continues to fight the good fight against opposition from all sides, including oftentimes his own caucus. Yeah, and you're, 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 you're absolutely right. And you know, let, let's face the facts that the reason Trump is so successful and the reason you know, he's done so well is because he has a good way with people. He has a, a very uh, unique and profound way with people. He can get anybody together in a room. Uh, when he walks into a room, uh, everybody's attention is focused on him. I mean, he, he, that, that's a talent right there. That is so, such a huge, huge talent to have, I will tell you. It's so powerful. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show uh, – uh, lobbyist, political commentator, activist, and radio show host, Michael Hart. Michael, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Rory. How are you? Doing well, man. Obviously, you've been listening. What, what are your thoughts, my friend? Well, you know, I, I listen to you every time you're on the air, Rory. And, you know, it's interesting, and, and looking at the age of Trump, and so many of the comments and the commentators that you've had on, and, and as you know, I'm a historian, And, you know, I've written books on the media and and history, and it's very important to understand what's going on in the Democrat Party, 
is really pretty much the status quo for them for the last 100 years. Today on my program, yeah. you know, we were talking about a new, a, a new initiative, if you will, a court packing plan to add two Supreme yeah. Court justices to the Supreme Court. FDR tried that. And, you know, he wanted to add five floating justices. What we're seeing with the Democrat Party today is not new. It is something that has been tried over and over and over again. And, you know, what's also interesting is that, you know, if you don't understand the history of this country, you don't really understand what's going on in the news today. And one thing I always love telling people about is like when Alana Kagan, Supreme Court Justice Alana Kagan, was doing her college thesis, she wrote – that one of the biggest detriments to the progressive movement during the Industrial Revolution was that the Communist Party was opting out of the progressive movement because it was even too eccentric for them. And so it's very important to understand from the Saul Alinsky perspective of things, as you guys were just talking about a moment ago, this is not Real historically it, it, yeah, it, absolutely. It's been going on for years. You know, Hillary Clinton even went on so far to say in her college thesis that Saul Alinsky didn't go far enough in his belief. And don't even get me started on things wow. like Flower Tibbin and, 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 and things of that nature. So it's very important for people to understand, you know, Trump – Trump is, you know, I used to say that Barack Obama wasn't the problem. Barack Obama was a symptom. And Donald Trump, what he's really done here is he's exposed this soft underbelly of the Democrat Party that people have ignored for many, many, many years. You know, we hear about Russian collusion. Tell that to Jack Kennedy. You know, Nikita Khrushchev did everything in his power to, to you know, get in, in, into the U.S. elections back in the early 1960s. And that's one of the benefits yeah. of being an old guy. And an old guy, you know, I'm closer to 60 than I am 50, and has been following these things for years. The thing with John Dean, right. you're right. John Dean's called every Republican president since Watergate a Nixon. He's a joke. But most people don't pay attention to this because they don't understand their history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this guy's – and, and what I was saying earlier, I'm sure you were listening, is that he, he he's a felon. And, and, and what they're doing is they're taking – People like Michael Cohen and John Dean, they're, they're taking their word and trying to, you know, make a spin out of it or, or trying to go with that and, and thinking it's sufficient. Get the hell out of here. I mean, these people are ridiculous. Well, you know what's really interesting from the perspective of a Democrat, and you, you were on my program a couple of days ago, and I told you about my sisters and other family members. Yes. And although I realize this language is a little bit salty, you know, it, it's very important for people to understand. You have to be a genuine dumbass to be a Democrat today. I mean, you have to be so. I mean, you have to be so uninformed to be absolutely mind numb. I mean, emotionally and morally bankrupt because so much. I mean, you look at the, you know Joe Biden's past, for example, back when he was running for president back weirdo. in the eighties. Oh yeah, he he's an absolute weirdo. And then you know what, what's really funny? Think of it this way for just a second. Out in California. You've got Gavin Newsom, who now wants to spend $100 million a year. That's what he does all day. Yeah, he wants to spend $100 million a year providing health care to illegal immigrants, but he's got people pooping in their own tents on the street of L.A. and San Francisco. He's got a homeless problem in that state. Third, I mean, Venezuela, baby. And we're going to, you know, if you go online and you Google Venezuela, you're going to get pictures of Seattle. You're going to get pictures of Los Angeles. And so you've got yep. Democrats that are advancing 
this this notion of health care for illegals and not taking care of their own. If that's not proof positive that the Democrats are more concerned with vote protection than their own citizens, I don't know what is. You know, and you bring up Seattle, and uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I told the audience many times, uh, I was born and raised in Seattle, and uh, I moved down to Phoenix, Arizona about seven years ago. And, uh, you know, it really is – and I was very fortunate because I grew up in a conservative family, but I was one of the very few. As you know, Seattle is very liberal and very uh, brainwashed, and uh, there's a lot of problems there. And I will say for the last 30 to 40 years, you've had little to no conservatives in charge um, in, politi- in, in, regard- in, in terms of uh, politically. So now – uh, you have the city that I grew up in. The city, you know, it's a great city. There's so much to do. Uh, a lot a of businesses town. start. Yeah, a lot of businesses start there. It's a very popular place. I just am sick to my stomach that when I walk downtown in my home city, I don't even recognize it from when I grew up. I mean, it's tents everywhere, needles, poop on the street. Uh, it's the most disgusting thing. And what do they do? They throw more money at the homeless epidemic because what does that do? That enables it, and that just creates more of a problem. Yeah, and, you know, and I have several friends. My sister actually went to uh, Pepperdine. That's where she got a law degree before she went to work for Loretta Lynch in the Department of Justice. What a waste that education was. But, you know, I, I have so many friends from, from out in California, and, you know, and they've all left, and they're all expatriating themselves. And, you know, you see these goofy commercials on TV, come out to California, hang out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, we're going to go hang gliding. But in the meantime, you know, you can't walk down the street without seeing people that are living in tents in some of the tonier neighborhoods of L.A. and, 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 and uh, San Francisco. At the same time, you know, the Democrats promoting the idea that, you know, health care and benefits and, and entitlements for all. And it's a crying shame. But if that's not proof yeah. to people that these politicians, yeah. the Democrats, are more beholden, beholden to the, their voter base, than American citizens. I mean, my God, you know, I live in Birmingham, Alabama, 10 miles down the road here. We've got veterans living under a bridge. I mean, you know, right. when do we start taking care of the veterans and the homeless and the people that really yeah. fought for this country and made this country what it is, as opposed to Juan, who's coming over here to pick yeah. fruit illegally? Yeah, and, and all these anchor babies. But I will say, I will say this. Um, you know, we, we have the situation which bothers me so much when you have people trying to say that health insurance is a right, it's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard because you have people that make, you know, good money and they pay a lot to have good insurance. You know, not everybody's equal. The sooner the Democrats understand that, the better off they'll be. There's a reason why there's, there's Michael Jordans and there's Donald Trump's. Not everybody can be on that level. I mean, we're, we're not all equal. And, and, and I, I'm really bothered. You brought up Medicare for all. You know, I, I'm actually somewhat shocked in a sense, but not not really. But the fact, it, what I'm about to say is that so many Democrats actually want Medicare for all, like the voters. I mean, if you if if you know anybody that's ever been on Medicare, it's like Southwest Airlines. It's like a cattle call. Uh, it is yeah. something that nobody wants, and very few doctors take it. And that that is communism, forcing a doctor. To take something uh, with, with – I mean, they, they don't get paid that much doing Medicare. That's why a lot of them don't take it. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of issues for sure. Well, 
you know, you know something, just to kind of put my money where my mouth is, you know, I've been doing the Michael Hart show online on the same platform that you do for the better part of seven or eight months. And, you know, people can listen to us every, you know, every single morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time live at heartofamerica.net. But I was on a terrestrial tower working for corporate media for 11 or 12 mm-hmm. years, and they paid for my health insurance. That particular company, you know, because of the, col- the consolidation of media, went through some rough times. They changed formats, and me and the entire conservative talk staff was released. When I was released yeah. about a year ago, I was without uh-huh. insurance. I had a choice here, Rory. I could either go into yeah. the Obamacare marketplace or I could pay for my yeah. own health insurance. I'm almost 60 years old. I'm paying almost right. $600 a month under COBRA yeah. for my health insurance because I won't pay a dime towards Obamacare. I am living what I have preached because you know what? I, I'm an old guy, and I have to have insurance. And you know what? I'm happy to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Very well said. Uh, let's go to uh, Eric, Eric Thompson. Eric Thompson, go ahead. Eric Thompson, go ahead. Eric, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I agree with what you just said, that um, we've – nothing's changed with the left. And um, some of us that are not really that much into politics are are caught off guard by it. Yep. So what's happening here is we're we're dealing with the college kids that have come out, and they've been taught by the professors and – this guy named Dean, they don't know who he is. And the only reason why John Dean is uh, showing up is because he hates Trump because he's a, a globalist, but he also wants to make money. And, and, and Rachel Maddow, Daddy she does her CNN. crazy circus. They, well, they all want to make money. It's all about money in the end, money and power for the left. And there's, there's no, they don't have any principles. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in, I mean, look at New York is considering legalizing prostitution. Okay, well, well, there, there's a real respect for women. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have kids that are girls that are abused sexually grow up, and then they're get, they're gonna be allowed to go in the profession of being mistreated by men sexually and make money at it. But there's your women's rights. So, in in the end, and uh, it was said earlier, and I've said it every night that I've been on your show, there is no center aisle, there is no crossing over, there is the divided states of America, and we simply have to say. Who can we consolidate on our side? Who who can we get to turn out to vote? And can we get more of our people consolidated that care about America than the left? The left is going to get people out to either keep baby keep abortions going, or to that have bought in the idea that the world's ending in 12 years unless they do something. So there's guilt. There's guilt to save the planet. There's guilt if women may lose their thoughts hard-earned fight to be able to build, uh, kill their babies. But besides that, they want free stuff. And there is no – there's just no foundation to the Democratic Party. So anytime, anytime they come up with a decision, like they're marching a psychiatrist up to D.C. now to try to say that, well, I'm a really smart uh, psychiatrist from Yale, and from afar I can see that President Trump is mentally ill. Well, that goes against the American Psychiatric Association, where you actually have to test counsel to make a determination professionally, but she doesn't care because she wants her book to sell. Dean wants to come out and get back in the limelight so he can go on CNN, get paid, 
to do his appearances so he can have some more money and run back in the D.C. circles again. But in the end, President Trump has done nothing. He was cleared by a $30 million, two-year, 18 angry Democrat Russian collusion investigation. So we really need to focus on 2020, getting our base consolidated, getting ready to win that election. And we have to flip the House big time or President Trump's reelection is just going to be four more years of this. So we've got to really focus on the election, getting people ready to turn out. Let the Department of Justice deal with the investigating the investigators and let this circus go on and not get too bogged down with this 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 uh, impeachment. I don't know what you call it, circus, because they have nothing to it. To call a guy that's 80 years out, 80 years old out that's a felon to try to sit there and say, I don't know anything about this case, but I think President Trump's worse than Nixon. This shows you how retarded the whole thing is. So we've just got to focus on who's our base, how can we grow it, how can we win 20, how can we increase the House, a few more seats in the Senate, rewrite immigration law, and then sit there and let the Department of Justice take down the deep state, support who's in the country illegally over four to ten years, and then we can actually have America back on its footings. Very well said, Eric. You're absolutely right. Uh, I am going to get thoughts from the rest of the panel. Uh, I do got to take a quick commercial break, though, because we have – I was supposed to go commercial at like 20 minutes ago, so I will take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with the rest of the panel for thoughts. Uh, stay with us. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for Daily Use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. 
Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, please visit our media site, thenexgenusa.com. And as I said earlier in the show, I I already specified uh, much of what we're doing. Uh, Well, not much. I mean, I I gave a little bit of information. But um, if I have time left in the show, I will get to it. If not, I will get to it Thursday. Uh, but everybody knows we are putting a huge network together, and we're going to have many notable names doing their own shows. And I will be, like I said, revealing more details uh, either this episode or on the next episode on Thursday. Uh, let's go to Mike Peters. Mike Peters in New York. Go ahead. Mike Peters. Hi, hey, Lori, how are you? Sorry Mike about that. Peters. Yes, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're there. there. How are you? All right. Good, good, good. I was sorry about that. I was in the store buying supplies and got cut off. Um, I I I missed that part. I was cut off from you. What was uh What was the question on that? No, I I was just I was just getting your thoughts. I mean, we we were talking. You you were listening to the show. I just wanted to see what you're. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening to the show about about yes, until I was cut off a little bit earlier about the left and everything. And I'll tell you one thing that I I I can't get over how they were pushing it, even in the New York Times and the Sunday paper. But the thing that happened and the deal that Trump was able to negotiate with the Mexicans, and right away, immediately, first thing they come out when they say all of these points were the majority of the points were already discussed months ago or weeks ago, and that he's lying to us, this was already cut, and he's rehashing it, and he didn't accomplish anything. So even when he succeeds, they'll go out of their way to put a twist on it to try to discredit him. These people, they're, and they think that nobody's tracking this, that people aren't fed up with it and watching it. It's just amazing to right. me to watch it. It's really sad. It's really sad. So Yeah, it is. You know, he could, you know what, Mike? You're absolutely right. He could cure, can- he could cure cancer. And they would still try to find some sort of spin. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, it, it really, it, it really never ends. Uh, let, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, go ahead. Well, I absolutely couldn't agree more with everything that's been said today, and especially referring back to our intro topic. Trump is absolutely champion, absolutely championing his responses. The to king of all kings, as we call the media. Absolutely. I mean, the way that he handles it with such composure, being able to talk about America's affairs in front of these hyenas that are absolutely out for blood against him. I mean, these aren't these aren't just hyenas. I mean, they are part of these are animals. Are on one side, yes. And not only that is they don't care about the facts or the the truth of the story. They are just looking for any little snippet to use against them, as we talk about all the time. But uh, what's really profound, especially, is the fact that CNN is obviously the worst uh, contributor of this uh, fake news. And it's really incredible how partisan they are, uh, how they're with the Democrats. Because if you remember, during the election in 2016, what happened was there was 
Donna Brazil, who was the interim chairman of the Democratic National uh, Convention Committee. And so she had uh, leaked questions that CNN was giving to Hillary Clinton in order to softball her d- debate. And that's completely, I, I would say even criminal, but the fact that the CNN is in such collusion, collusion with, you know, the entire political side of the Democratic Party, it's, it's asinine. And the fact that they're hiring, giving money to these criminals to testify against Trump, I mean, Trump brought up such an important point right here. So important is that our Congress is not working with the, the president or with the American people. We're getting better responses from Mexico to, to help out America's problems and make actual solutions. They're not, you know, being uh, standoffish or trying to blockade our, our president. They're actually willing to open a hand and work with us. And that's just yeah. ridiculous how, how much they're so hungry for power and control and for some fake narrative that they're willing to damage our, our whole country. And our economy is based I mean, our, the entire world it relies on the American economy and prosperity. I mean, if we have a, a recession, uh, the whole world is, it gets into a recession. So, I mean, it's not just a national issue. It's a global issue that they are perpetrating. And uh, when you yell fire in a theater or you make threats or you do things that will damage, you know, people's well-being, I mean, these are criminal acts of, of speech that there needs to be consequences dealt out right here. So it's absolutely... Uh, horrible, and I, I think that just the fact that Trump has been successful, he's been able to, you know, act with policy, saying that we will we will do these tariffs if we don't get uh, negotiations to come to the table, if we don't get Mexico to act, if we don't get China to, to act, um, and it made all the difference. And so I think that if he actually has a similar kind of uh, hand in domestic affairs to try to get the, the Democrats just truly act, come to the table and actually uh, do something because I mean we have a we don't we don't have a Congress uh, the, the Republicans are not all Republicans are on our side uh, but still uh, there's still ways in order to get everyone to collaborate and actually you know make good policy and with our president as the leader of this policy so it, it's absolutely uh, terrible all that's happened I mean there's so many examples of the collusion between the, the press and the Democratic Party. And um, unfortunately, I need to sign off right now because I'm being dropped off at my airport terminal. I'm uh, taking a trip to Seattle, but uh, I hope everyone has a, a great rest of the show. And it's been a pleasure as always. Kevin, you'll be with us Thursday, right, buddy? Absolutely. All right. Enjoy enjoy my home city. You'll love it. You, you just won't like the, the, the politics, but everything there in terms of sightseeing, you'll love. There's so much to do. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Rory. (laughs) All right. God bless you, man. We'll talk to you Thursday. Let's go to Brandy in Texas. Brandy in Texas, go ahead. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? What are your thoughts? I my thoughts on (laughs) have a lot of thoughts. You have a lot of thoughts. I know you always have a lot of thoughts. Go ahead. On the Democrats. you know, my mom said something one day that there's really some, almost wait, made. Brandy, there's some sort of noise in the there's some sort of noise in the background, it's like a clicking or something. I know it's my child. He's um, eating crackers. <laughs> no, you're fi- you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Um, I remember my mom making a statement to me a couple of months ago, and you know, my my daughter, she's seven, she's already a patriot, and um, she looked at my mom with horror, you know, in her face when uh, my mom told her that she was a registered Democrat, and I just was, I've never been so shocked in my life, and so what she told me was that um, it, it was from like back in 19, like, 68 or something um, Yeah You know when they were the party Of um, Jobs and you know Things like that and now People can't even recognize What What Their platforms even are Except abor- abortion um, Making sure That a man wearing a dress can pee next to my daughter in the restroom which should never be a government issue in the first place chicks with um, dicks, that's a big problem chicks with dicks is a big problem i'm really sick of that crap it's disgusting i you know what i personally don't give a crap where you pee at but that government money should never be spent on that issue i mean no i don't right. want you peeing next to my daughter in the restroom but it's, it's, a, it's a non-issue. I mean, it, money shouldn't be spent on this type of stuff. And they're just obstructionists. It's, I mean, I was thinking while the other man was talking, and I love that he said, what are we talking about? Because now I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> but um, I'm curious if anyone actually knows someone that votes Democrat. Because we have I do. This, um, I know a lot of people. You do. I'm from Seattle, so I know a lot of people that vote Democrat. Oh. Well, we had this close race, you know, with Ted Cruz and Beto the Bozo O'Rourke. And Beto, Beto so Skinny sh- Soy Boy O'Rourke, yeah. He's not a Texan. I don't know where he's from. Mars. He's, he's not a from home- Texas. No, he he's a he's a tool. He's a he's a he's a coward. He's a He's a just, he's such a chump. I mean, they, they, there's not he there's nothing masculine whatever, about him. No, he's just a whatever you tell him to do, whatever people tell him to do. He's like, okay, that's what I'm doing. But um, the, it was so close, and I couldn't believe it because I don't know one person that voted for him. I don't know one person that votes Democrat at all. I mean, I know there are in the cities, you know, in Houston and. Austin's gone crazy. It's like the Portland of Texas. Um, but other than that, I mean, the majority of Texas is rural, and the salt of the earth people like myself do not vote Democrat. So and I'm it's just like, blown away I don't by believe, it. like, and when I saw the report that Joe Biden's leading in Texas against Trump, and, and I I say no, to myself, are these, are these the same re, are these the same reports and polls that had Hillary Clinton winning the election in the landslide? Yeah, they're bullshit. No in thanks. Twenty six a lot. Did you see the rally uh, in Houston? Just the streets. I mean, there were oh, people. Oh, packed. It was, uh, they're always packed. There's people outside that don't even get into these rallies, and they watch on the billboard. Right. Uh, and the people at the event, they stream it. On, on the on the TV so that people can watch it and you've got thousands in, of people in line watching on, right. the, on the TV it's amazing I've never seen anything in like Houston it. they were packed shoulder to shoulder for miles yeah. miles and this is every place every place he has a rally there is and I've been to every single rally in Arizona 
ever since he announced his candidacy. And I will tell you, uh, there are thousands <clears throat> that do not ever get in. And they just started recently pretty much in every place he does a rally. They put the TV out there and, you know, people can, people right. can watch on there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's amazing how uh, patriotic and how dedicated, uh, you know, his supporters are. They stick around, uh, even though they didn't get in the and rally, they'll still watch on the TV. It's exactly. amazing. It really is. And, you know, I'm going to touch on something that was said last night. Um, you know, I can't remember who said it, but it was um, about how many people actually support him but don't openly say it. And I believe oh, that the same scared. exact thing. I know a lot, and that's yes. the thing. I know a lot of people that are terrified to talk about their political views. Actually, a lot of people I grew up with. Right. There's a lot of people in Seattle that I know that are conservatives or have left the Democratic Party, and they refuse to talk about politics because they live in a place that will crucify them and shame them if, right. if they bring up, I mean, I saw a 17-year-old you know I mean? girl get maced by a grown man for wearing a MAGA hat. I mean, that's despicable. Yeah, and, that, and that I, I was mean, talking about that on my show the other night. I mean, we have to worry about our well-being in public at this time, at this time in, in life, and we can't even openly, you know, support who we want to support, even though that's our right. I mean, I've never seen bigotry well, and hostility to this level. With, I mean, the, the, the whole hatred and Trump derangement syndrome uh, is absolutely right. insane. I've never seen anything and like we're, that. We hate everybody. We are racist. We are homophobic, Islamophobic. Yeah. We're everything in the book. All because we don't agree with their idiocy. Perpetrating violence against people. Well, I'm lucky. I'm lucky enough to live in a state where... This is not controversial. I I don't right. ever get get Love attacked Texas. or anything for my views, right? But also, right. I live in a state where even even the the, the black community it's um, it's not like a really you know populated like urban area. They're salt of the earth people too, you know, and just hardworking right. everyday people that just want to right. live in peace and have good policies yeah. and, and make money and take care of their families, you know? So the majority of people that I know, even the, the black community, the Hispanic community, they're all conservative. They're Trump supporters because they, yeah. they have common sense. I mean, they're, they're not just yeah. sheep um, just following the pack. They see what's being done and, I don't know. I feel the Democrats, you know, with, especially with the black community, they um, they pander to them, you know, just during election time. They make all of these grand promises. And what do they do when it's over? They abandon them. They keep no promises. Obama could have could have done something to help Chicago. That's his hometown. He did yeah, nothing. Exactly. And, and it's the it's in the worst situation it's ever been in. And you talk about you know these Democrats are all for gun control, but Chicago is the number one most strictest gun control city in America, and it has the and most the shootings worst. and hom- homicide rates. It's ridiculous. Right. And they talk about oh ban AR-15s, AR-15s. Well, the majority of gun crime, I think like eighty-five percent or something, is criminals don't follow handguns. laws. Illegal guns. That's right. how they get them. 
and, and an AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. I'm sorry to tell people, but um, you wouldn't last five minutes in combat with an AR-15. Um, it's it's right. just a rifle, just like any yeah. other rifle. It just has and, a different when design. They, <laughs> when, they make the stup- when they make the stupid statement of assault, when they try to label stuff as assault rifles, well, anything can be used. Well, no, they say assault weapon. Anything can be used as an assault weapon. An AR-15 is not an assault weapon. I mean, my, the no. thing, I mean, you could you could have a shoe that's an assault weapon. I mean, it's the most ridiculous, idiotic, most ignorant freaking terminology that they use. But you know, you know what? Their their sheep and their supporters eat it up. This is why we're not allowed to use AK-47s as home protection or hunting rifles. <laughs> Those are military grade weapons. An AR-15 is just a rifle. Yes, it can be modified, but yeah. it's just a rifle, like a, a, yeah. a regular rifle, you know. So true. people are just, they don't want the facts, and they don't care about it, and that's the truth. Yeah. They care about just destroying everything, insults. I mean, that's all I ever get. I got in an argument with a guy from the U.K. Um, who told me, well, we don't need guns. We trust our military. And I'm like, you idiot, that it, it happens slowly. It doesn't happen overnight. Now it all starts. You know? it's, yeah, and I'm like, you're, uh, it just, and he's like, well, Trump doesn't care about policies. I'm like, you don't even live in my country. How do you know what he cares about? And um, then he insulted me and told me I wasn't capable of civil debate. <laughs> But this is just the norm, and we've let them get away with it for so long that, as I said the other night, the victims, I mean, the perpetrators have become masters at playing the victim. And we usually shut up because they call us a racist, and then we're like, oh, God, we don't want to be labeled a racist, you know. I don't do that. I tell them, you know what, you for you to say that to me without evidence of racism makes you, first of all, a jerk. And second of all, right. it makes you a racist. And third, it makes you a race baiter. And if you don't have a better yep. argument than that, I don't have time to talk to you. And we have to start That's doing that. Don't let them get away with it. It's all they yeah. have. You're, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Um, let let's go to, let's go to AJ from Houston. Uh, you may know him very well from the Sean Hannity radio show, which he's on quite a bit. AJ from Houston, my friend, my brother, what are your thoughts? Big time on what's going on, baby. How you doing, brother? Oh, man, I'm just shaking a leg and tired and tired of hearing all the rip from a row and all the crap that's going on around us. As we sit back and they letting the bolus trying to take over our country, these idiots running around here talking about impeaching the greatest president of our time. Ever. And what the heck has they done to help this president to clean up the border, clean up the racism, clean up the bull crap that they've been giving him? Nothing. All we can get is fake news media talking about, oh, well, Trump is this, Trump is that. When is they going to get on Obama? We tired of hearing about what an innocent man, found innocent, has done. But when we know Obama, 
their treason on the United States with Hillary help. What is going on with this country as we let illegals come into San Antonio, Texas, all the way? I text Greg Abbott and I yeah, told I him it's time to stop this. This is a joke. We letting Ebola try to hit our city again? We already had a case of that thing. And from what I'm hearing, it's, they just going to let it all happen, dropping them off and more coming. It ain't nobody talking about it. Media ain't talking about it. You know, this is a joke what we're going through big time. And I was listening last night. I was online with, to talk to that reporter last night. You know what the problem is? The reporter of his time is no Lois Lane anymore. They was Lois Lane Clark Kent back in the day. They wanted the story. They wanted to get the story out. Now, what we have is a bunch of pansy wansy wagons that's sitting around for some reason. We don't know. You know, I ramble. They mad at this man because he's fixing Obama's mess. I don't know if they mad at him because they... You know, they just, he ain't sucking a butt, or they mad at him, or because they know this man had done more in less than three years than Obama did in eight years, and nobody wants to call it out. They scared to call Obama out. They scared to tell him about the Russia, the Iran, fast and furious. I can go on and on and on and on. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm just tired. And the racism. You know that young lady. I'm a. I hope she know. They call me a white guy on the radio, but everybody know I'm black. But they say I'm a paid white guy to act black. <laughs> the stuff they come I up never with. Heard. They tell you. This is what they tell me on Joe Bags and Sean Hannity. I'm a paid black guy to act white, or the or the boy paid white guy to act black. Now I, I I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, I'm just a regular black conservative guy that's tired of the bull crap that Obama gave and divided this country. We were better off before he walked in the door. It makes me sick to know that in my lifetime that the so-called first black president wind up the attrition to this country. I'm sick about it, and nobody want to talk about it. They're scared to bring his name up. I ain't scared. And these people going after everybody would make American great hats on. And, and what, I mean, what, what is Joe Biden talking about? What is that? What is what is he? He was there when Obama failed. Why do you think Obama kept him in the? Why do you think Obama kept him in the background? Because he's an idiot. You know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I love it, man. You always give great insight and great political commentary. I love, I love everything you say. Oh man, I'm just if these people in America just wake up, our country is being taken over. Obama did say he wanted to fundamentally change it. He did. Trump, you know what? What standing? I want that that reporter. I wish I could have got to him last night. You know what's standing in between the United yeah. States and socialism? Donald Trump. That is exactly. the honest, the God truth. Exactly. I mean, he. You know what? Every. You know, and I, and I. I'm not. You know, I'm not afraid to say it, and I'll say it again. You know, he is something straight out of the Bible. All, everything he's doing are Messiah tendencies. I mean, this guy is literally something that was sent 
I mean, God, God made him with a gift that is beyond profound. I mean, this is I, unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And I'll tell you, uh, this will this will go down in history as one of the great the greatest times. I'll tell you, once everything's said and done, and uh, more and more people wake up to the fake news. You know what I mean? Well, the thing of it is, this man. I don't care. I grew up with this man. I don't care. I we knew he round women. We knew what he did. We knew. But man, have you yep. noticed? This is the cleanest politician now that he's a politician. I I, I yep. don't really want to call him that, but he has to be one because of the idiots he's going up against. This is the cleanest man I ever seen in the history. What was that? Uh, one of the uh, what was that? The president said, uh, "If you go in the White House poor and come out rich, the, uh, that means you did something you ain't had no business doing." But this man went in rich and wind up, as James Brown saying, open up the door and letting everybody go get it themselves. He didn't do like Obama did. Obama gave us three, three extensions on welfare plans. Three, I mean, uh, uh, so, uh, what they call unemployment plans. The man killed uh, General Motors, Chrysler. The man killed car manufacturers. The car, the, I mean, it's on and on and on with the failure. And Obama want to take credit for what this man has done to fix him, as Obama blamed George Bush for eight years, as I always said. I mean, it's crazy to sit back and watch this media. So what are they going to do? They're going to sit back and let Ebola hit us and then going to talk crap? All these Democrats want all these illegals in here? Where is the Republicans? Where is the Congress of Republicans? Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of these idiots, man. I'm tired of talking. I'm, it's tired. I mean, we talk, talk, talk. When did we sit them to do a job? Only a few of them doing it. Jim, all the rest of them, they doing the job. Dunez, and, and where the rest of them? I don't see them on TV nowhere. I'm sorry, man. I got to get. I, I, I'm sorry. I just. Uh, <laughs> I love you, man. Yeah. Very, very well said. Um, I do want to introduce to the show uh, economist, entrepreneur, speaker, writer for Town Hall, Newsmax, Live Dead, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Butler. Dr. Michael Butler, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh. Dr. Michael Bustler, you were on mute. Sorry, you, I, I hadn't answered it yet. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, great, great to have you back, sir. Great to have you back, yeah. sir. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, it's uh, great to be here. I was listening uh, to what was just being said. Uh, you, you know, I, I've seen a couple uh, surveys taken when they asked people who they think the greatest president was. And the last couple surveys came back that um, there were more, the majority, or at least the plurality of the people, uh, picked Obama as the top president. Yeah. Now, that's somewhat, of course, shocking no, to us. But um, it, you know, it's a question of how, how do you judge the performance of a president? If you're looking at somebody who uh, uh, was curing perceived social injustices. <clears throat> like it's an injustice, everybody doesn't have health care, 
It's injustice. There's not enough food stamps to go around. It's injustice. There's not enough welfare to go around. It's injustice. Big banks and business uh, take advantage of consumers. If you look at, at, at those social injustices, you say, well, President Obama fixed all those. You know, he gave health care to, to everybody. He passed laws, uh, the Dodd-Frank bill, for instance, so that banks couldn't take advantage of consumers uh, and uh, uh, have any of that predatory lending that they believe caused the financial crisis. Uh, and President Obama, they would argue, brought um, things like civil rights to the, the uh, forefront. So there are a lot of people that argue uh, Obama was uh, a top president. And uh, when we look a little more objectively at it uh, and take a look at what uh, he did in addition to those things and some of the bad things that really uh, came out as a result of those actions, you know, we have we have a much different view. But uh, there's a lot of people that uh, think Obama was the greatest. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, that's just, ridiculous the fact that people would even have that insane thought uh but you know sadly so many people are uh brainwashed and uh backwards on their ideology uh let's get into it though uh dr bustler in terms of the economics uh i want to ask you first and foremost uh the obviously the big news out this week uh was you know and i talked about this on my show last week and quite a bit you know these last couple weeks is the fact that Mexico, when Trump was making a 5% tariff threat, they started running uh, and trying to agree with him and trying to come up with some deal and trying yeah. to stop all the illegals coming in. It just proves how fragile their economy is. And obviously no tariffs officially got put into place, but they were about to. And then Mexico comes yeah. to the table and they, they says – that they say we don't we don't want this to happen. We'll work with you. We'll keep people back. And there was even a report out that what what this uh, legislation does with Mexico, what Trump and Mexico have agreed on uh, upon, is that uh, cartels get defunded pretty much. Catch and release is ended, and a lot of these um, illegals go back to Mexico and tell their court dates. So, and you save taxpayers billions of dollars with a B. So there's a lot here. And as an economist. Uh, Please uh, elaborate and describe uh, exactly how this is, you know, takes a huge uh, burden off of us. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, look, as we know, there are tens of thousands uh, of illegal immigrants uh, coming into the country every, every month. Uh, and yeah. it's starting to uh, cause uh, some very severe problems, especially since, um, we can't hold them in detention for more than 20 days. <clears throat> and when they are released, uh, nearly all of them never come back for a trial, uh, to, for a hearing to whether they can stay in the country <clears throat> and they end up right. just uh, uh, becoming illegal, uh, undocumented people and just living, living in the country. <clears throat> it's causing a lot yeah. of problems. Uh, right. We saw in San Antonio, uh, there's a, a bunch of uh, people from Hundreds. Africa have just been dumped there. Uh, President Obama took, excuse me, 30,000 Somalis, put them into uh, put them into Minnesota, and then with the chain migration, it's now up to 70,000. That's how that crazy uh, Omar got elected there. Well, 
uh, if Congress isn't going to do anything to stop the problems in the border, President Trump said, look, I'm going to have to tell the Mexicans, uh, Mexican government, stop the people from Central America from even coming in from Guatemala into Mexico. Now, really, for the last couple of months, uh, Mexico has said, yes, we're going to do something, yes, we're going to do something, and they never did it. And finally, President Trump got set up with them uh, and said, listen, uh, um, I, you've been talking about this for months, almost a year now, and you're not doing anything. So Trump said on June 1st, I'll give you 10 days to resolve this, or I'm going to slap a 5% tariff on that goes up 5% a month until it uh, reaches a maximum of 25% uh, by the, the, the fall. So he announced that on June 1st. The next day, the Mexican government was in the U.S. negotiating, and six days later, we end up with an uh, agreement. So what Mexico has agreed to do is send 6,000 of their National Guard troops to their border to stop the flow um, from Central America into um, Mexico, so they'll never get into Mexico to get up to our border. Uh, and they've agreed to do a few other things like uh, accept and retain some of these uh, immigrants and uh, the ones that we reject. Uh, they've even agreed to provide some assistance uh, to them. So what Trump did was uh, use the threat of a tariff to create that sense of urgency uh, that finally brought Mexico to the table and we finally resolved this. Look, with the whole issue of tariffs, Trump doesn't want, his goal would be not to have tariffs on anything. What he's doing now, though, he's using tariffs to bring reluctant trading partners to the bargaining table. And the reason is very simple. He got into office. He took a look at every trade agreement that the U.S. is in. And for whatever reason, I've talked about this on the show before, for whatever reason, every agreement was slanted in favor of our trading partner and to the detriment of the U.S., for instance, um, with automobiles. They make a car in Europe, um, sell it in the U.S., we charge a 2.5% tariff. We make a car in the U.S., sell it in Europe, they charge us a 10% tariff. China's worse. We charge them a 2.5% tariff, they charge us a 25% tariff on cars. Well, the result is, uh, they're not buying very many of our cars because the tariff pushes the price up. None of their money flows into our country. We're buying a lot of their cars because they're relatively inexpensive, which means our money flows out of the country. We have this huge negative uh, uh, trade imbalance. So President Trump said to every trading partner, I want to renegotiate all of these trade deals. Well, every one mm -hmm. of them said, look, we're, we're in no hurry to renegotiate. He's, I mean, they're working real well for us. So what does Trump do? Now, remember, Trump is not a politician. He's a business person. A politician will convene a summit. You'd meet later. You'd uh, talk to somebody else. You'd convene another summit. Nothing would happen. A, a business person sees a problem, especially if it's affecting the bottom line, and you confront it immediately, which is exactly what Trump did. Then he came across trading partners who were reluctant. They, they wouldn't come to the table. Well, again, what does a business person do with a reluctant trading partner? You create a sense of urgency. He slapped these tariffs on everybody. 
And already we have an agreement with Mexico and Canada to redo NAFTA. South Korea has signed a new trade deal. Japan and India are negotiating with us. India has some pretty lopsided tariffs we need to work with, but they're working with us. And for the first time since Nixon normalized uh, relations with China, they're at the bargaining table discussing uh, these issues with us. So the, the trade tariffs that are put on are meant to be only a negotiating tool so that we can get better trade agreements that are freer and fairer. Whatever the tariffs turn out to be, they have to be the same for both both sides, and that's what Trump is, is shooting for. And, and Dr. Bussler, as an economist, um, what, what how do you view uh, the whole North Korea situation? It was reported today that uh, Kim Jong-un uh, really wants to make a deal because he obviously sees the potential in creating, you know, hotels and creating the vacation uh, atmosphere uh, and that yeah. sort of thing, bringing in so many different tourists and stuff like that. And we also saw, and I, you know, I laughed in, a, in an appalling way once I read the report that he killed one of his top people uh, and fed him to piranhas because he couldn't make a deal with Trump. And I, some of the stuff this guy does is, is wow. But, uh, but, but, yeah. but what are your thoughts on, on the economic uh, potential for North Korea? Obviously Trump thinks there's a lot, but your thoughts. Yeah, there certainly is. They're looking at both the upside and you have to look at the downside here too. So um, it's obvious that we can't allow uh, a nation like North Korea to have nuclear Weapons are just too unstable, um, and they're not responsible enough to have them, and who knows what kind of damage it would cause uh, in that part of the world. So um, we can't allow that to, to happen. Now, we've negotiated with his father, and actually goes back to his grandfather, uh, trying to get uh, North Korea to become a, 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 a peaceful member of uh, a peaceful country and member of the world community. They wouldn't do that. Uh, so, again, what Trump does, uh, he push, puts pressure on and creates this sense of urgency. So he puts these heavy sanctions on North Korea, uh, and those sanctions are hurting them tremendously. Their economy, which was never in real good shape, is now in far uh, worse shape. Um, and so uh, Trump says, look, instead of going through all this uh, negative uh, this economic hardship, just agree to get rid of the nuclear weapons, and uh, as you mentioned, Rory, it'll turn into could turn into something very positive. The Korean people uh, are very industrious people. When given an opportunity, look what the South Koreans uh, have done. Uh, they've moved their uh, economy forward. Uh, their major player in uh, high technology and innovation, and they're doing extremely well. North Korea could be doing that too if they would start working uh, with the U.S., get rid of the nuclear weapons, become a, a peaceful uh, country and a member of the world community, and Trump will show them what the upside could be. Um, Kim Jong-un needs a, a deal to be made soon. As you said, he sent his people in in Vietnam. They couldn't come up with something, so he uh, executed them. Uh, that's the way that that uh, regime operates. 
But uh, North Korea is going to, before uh, their economy really goes into complete collapse, and they're not that far away from that, uh, they're going to have to come back to the table and come up with an agreement that the U.S. is willing to accept, become a responsible member of the uh, world community, and start moving forward. Yeah, and and Dr. Buckler, I also want to ask you about, very well said, very spot on like usual. You always give great insight to everything. Uh, I also want to ask you, though, uh, in regards to uh, the – there was a report out, I believe it was yesterday, that specifies certain things uh, about how the caravan was funded, and apparently a lot of the money was coming from England. Uh, They wouldn't name names. What are your thoughts on this? Because we talked on the show before, you know, weeks and months ago about the funding of the caravan. We weren't sure where it was coming from. You know, obviously somebody was behind it. But what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so apparently the Mexican government has a lot of uh, information as to who is funding these caravans. And for whatever reason, they're not releasing the information. Uh, um that eventually, I think, will will come out. And it's, there are some groups in the U.S. that we know are helping to fund this. Um, some of the George Soros-backed groups we know are, are yep. funding this. And there is some uh, other groups from other parts of the world, um, you know, also funding this. You know, th- those people, they uh, I, I've had discussions with them before, um, and they say, look, Trump is a horrible person. These are... Uh, People that are having an economic hardship and Trump's not letting them in and we have a responsibility to these people. You know, and I say, look, I I, I understand you want to be compassionate, but I mean, uh, look, the the World Health Organization estimates that there are over one billion children in the world living in poverty. I mean, do you want the U.S. to be responsible for all those people, too? It simply can't, can't do that. People have to be responsible for themselves. I know they're in very difficult situations. We are situations. Exactly. And they're in difficult situations, and I certainly understand that. But we can't uh, take care of everybody, especially with the problems we have. You, you know, what, what really got to me the other day, uh, the governor of California, Governor Newsom, announces we're going to okay, spend $100 yeah. million dollars a year to give health insurance to illegal immigrants. And that just as he's saying that, you think to yourself, you know, there are 50,000 homeless people on the streets of Los Angeles alone. Yep. There are yep. thousands of people, homeless people uh, in this, on the streets of San Francisco. If you're interested in spending $100 million to help somebody, let's help the Americans first. These are American citizens exactly. uh, without homes. A lot of them are veterans. A lot of them are yeah. suffering some mental illness as a result of defending yep. the country for us. That's where our obligation should be, not the people who are not U.S. citizens. You're absolutely right, Dr. Bussler. Always on point, uh, very well said. Um, I, I do, I do want to ask you as well about uh, there was a report out yesterday. Uh, hiring is now at an all-time high ever since they started recording it, which I believe was either in the 60s or 70s, if I'm not mistaken. 60s, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are your um, thoughts on the, this? Impressive, right? Well, the, yeah, the number of people uh, employed uh, is, is at an all-time high. The jobs numbers in uh, May were a little bit weaker than we expected. 
But overall, the job market uh, is doing extremely uh, well. You know, um, since last summer, there are more job openings than there are unemployed people. There are roughly 7 million job openings right now and only 6 million unemployed people. So um, right. if somebody wants to work today, uh, you can go out and, and get a, a job. Look, the unemployment rate's 2.6%. That's a historical low. And when you look at the, the numbers for a lot of minority groups, they're all at historical or very close to uh, historical lows. Um, right. President Trump has really delivered what people uh, need most, and especially lower-income people. The Democrats' view is, uh, look, we're going to help these people. We're just going to give them free things. You know, we're going to give them uh, uh, food stamps. We're going to give them welfare. We're going <laughs> to give them free housing vouchers. <laughs> Excuse me. We're going to give them free health care. We're just going to give them all these things. Well, yeah. that doesn't really help them in the long run. It helps them in the short run. Right. But you end up getting uh, tied into this lifestyle where you're dependent on the government, and this, this ends up lasting a lifetime, and in some instances, it spans generations. What these people really want is not all this free stuff. What they really want is the opportunity to earn the income so they can buy the stuff for themselves and have some dignity. And that's what President Trump is giving to, to them. Instead of concentrating on these perceived social injustices as the prior administration did, President Trump has set economic growth as the top priority, and he's reached the growth, and as he does that, the economy grows, new opportunities are being provided for, for everybody. I have a lot of college students in the last decade, uh, because the economy had was so stagnant, were forced to take jobs they really didn't need a college degree for. Well, now the economy is growing, and there's more opportunity. These underemployed college graduates are finding better opportunities. People without college degrees have been pushed out of the labor market um, the last right. decade because of the slow growth. Now they're coming back into the labor market, finding yeah. opportunities. So President Trump is giving people what they really want, and that's the opportunity to earn income for themselves and have the, uh, the self-esteem. Uh, to be able to uh, pay for things themselves instead of having to take handouts. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we are living in a time like never seen before. I mean, you pretty much anybody and everybody can get a job. Uh, I do want to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask you a couple more things, Dr. Bussler, and then we're going to get the panel panel's thoughts. Uh, stay, with, stay with us, though, everybody. We'll be right back. The Rory Sauter Show. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? 
Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back. The Rory Shotter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, please visit our media site, thenexgenusa.com. And it looks like tonight I will not be able to get to the, all the details for the new uh, huge network we're putting together, which will have many notable names having their own shows. And that includes, I'm just going to say two names right now. I think this is really going to get everybody excited. Uh, Joe Arpaio, America's toughest sheriff and godfather of immigration. And we also have Robert Spencer, the head of Jihad Watch. And let me remind everybody, like I said earlier in the show, for, for, this comp, for this media site, me and two other business partners of mine are raising over a million dollars. So we want to make sure this is completely uh, lived up to, you know, its potential and, and you know, utilized in the highest extent and in the, in the highest regard for sure. We want to make this a, a huge powerhouse. Uh, let's, let's go to Dr. Dr. Bussler. I want to ask you uh, a question. Yeah. Uh, in regard, the, the Democratic debates are coming up here in about a couple weeks. They announced the moderators yeah. today. I mean, what, what are your, as an economist, 
what the hell are they running on? They don't have anything. I mean, this, this is just ridiculous. How do you view this? Well, um, some of them are running, like Joe Biden is running on uh, a not Trump platform. Uh, he's just saying uh, uh, anything negative about Trump, um, and he's just running on that. Some of the other socialists or more socialist-leaning candidates um, are running on the platform of uh, Medicare for All, free uh, college tuition, um, increased social programs, uh, more regulation, breaking up uh, some large, very successful uh, tech companies, um, and uh, they're looking more toward uh, income equality. Uh, they don't uh, favor the idea of uh, some people making so much more than other people, CEOs making a couple hundred times capitalism. more than the average employee. Uh, that is the way capitalism works. A person is paid according to the value of their, their output, and that's why the CEO gets paid so much. Um, but they're running more on these uh, social injustice platforms, very similar to uh, what President Obama tried to push, uh, and they're even going um, a little bit further further to the left. It'll be very interesting to watch these debates um, and see just how far to the socialist side uh, some of these people are willing to go. Uh, it looks like Joe Biden is, uh, you know, sort of changes his views uh, very <laughs> frequently, but it looks like he's trying to walk a, a line between being somewhat moderate and still uh, appeasing some of the, those on the left with the, the socialist ideas. Um, these debates, I think, will be very interesting. I'm not sure how many people they're going to end up uh, having on the debate stage. Um, and if they end up with, uh, you know, somewhere in the 15 to 20 range, um, you know, it's going to be very difficult to for any one candidate to single out and do something. Now, the Republicans had this issue when Trump was running back in the beginning of 2016, and eventually it got, it got pared down. Uh, Democrats have to be very careful uh, in that uh, each one has to attack the others and show why they're better, but you don't want to uh, attack too hard because if you don't get the nomination and you've attacked somebody who does get the nomination, that can that can create some, some issues too. Uh, so I expect the debates to be uh, very spirited. You'll see um, uh, big movements towards the socialism uh, and all those social programs. And you'll get uh, people like Bernie Sanders who will say that uh, health care is a right. Everybody has a right to that. And uh, the Medicare for all is the, the way to go. And some will, uh, on stage will agree with that. And some um, may have slight, slightly different views. But I think we're looking at some very spirited debates coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Definitely get the popcorn ready. Uh, let, let's go to Daryl. Let's go to Daryl Kane, the Kanester. Well, really, really fantastic conversation, as always. So many wonderful topics addressed here tonight. And I, I think that the the overarching theme of all of this is the importance of the times that we live in. And the leftist progressive apparatus uh, is is naked treason, right? I mean, and when we talk about it in, in places like Texas, where we have the, the salt of the earth people there, uh, even in Texas, 
we, we can't take that for granted because the numbers are rapidly changing. And yes, the polls suggesting a Biden would uh, be a Biden, excuse me, I'm pulling a Sarah Palin. That was apparently what she did at the debate. She kept calling him O-Biden. Um, but apparently Biden running and, and showing that he's beating Trump in Texas, certainly we don't actually believe that that's the case, but but it is getting close. And the fact that a radical like Beto O'Rourke was able to run so close to someone as Ted Cruz is deeply alarming. And you know, border states like Texas, Texas, when you look at really the big seven, the big seven states that really make up the, the lion's share of the electoral votes when you get into that, um, you know, Florida is a, a toss up. Um, but, you know, California and New York immediately start blue and and most of the other big states trend that way as well. Texas is really the only Republican stronghold. And if Texas and does, Arizona. Fact, yeah, uh, yeah, but but Texas is a is a huge you know electoral state. It's something like uh, forty. I forget how many, fifty two electoral votes. Quite that, a bit. You know, in the election. Yeah, and it's it's a major state, and and so that's that's a, a major shift, and that's occurring, and it's a matter of uh, when, not if, because the right. the Democratic strategy of replacement has so much gravity in place that. Uh, even these measures that we talk about with the border and slowing immigration and pushing immigration back, it's yeah. not actually reversing the trends. And what the left is, is ultimately offering is they're offering something that hasn't been earned. They're offering a country to people that haven't earned it. And it's not really anything against them. You know, I made this point many times. They're not bad people. These farmers coming up from places like Mexico trying to improve their lives are not bad people at all. I used to play a lot of, yeah, I played soccer semi-professionally in California, and I, I knew a lot of these guys. I played on teams where I was one of the only English-speaking people on it. And, you know, I would I would go see their, their families and their gatherings, and they were very lovely people. But that doesn't change the reality of that, you know, what they're here to do is to transform the country and to be used as a weapon against the American people. So even as we discuss these things and, and Trump's accomplishments on these, these trade maneuvers using the tariffs, they're very impressive and they're very encouraging. Uh, but we still do not have anything in place from a political perspective that actually turns back the tide of what has already started. And in order to do that, we're going to have to move into areas that are, frankly, outside of the scope of what we've previously viewed as conservatism, and possibly in some ways outside of the scope of even the Constitution. And, and, and that's really what's so disgusting about the left and so detestable about it, is that they, they actually may have, in fact, forced us to choose between preserving our cultural and ethnic identity and preserving our liberal democracy. And that's a, a very unfortunate thing that has been done. And that is the driving question that is going to drive politics now, tomorrow, and further into the future. And it's only going to become increasingly more apparent as we move further along towards some inevitable resolution. And the inevitable resolution, excuse me, is that one of these two sides is going to win. This is a, a life or death situation. 
If the left wins a few more elections, they will snuff out our way of life and our cultural identity, and they will replace it with whatever chaos and perversion and depravity they make up in their own arbitrary whims in that moment. So it's incumbent upon us not only to stand with this president, but also to start looking towards new models and new policies that may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but ultimately are going to be aimed towards a permanent solution to solving the crisis that we deal with today and that we will continue to be confronted with moving forward. Very well said, Daryl. You're always perfectly on point. Uh, let's go to Mike Peters in New York. Mike Peters. And, Daryl, uh, if we don't get back to you, please tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, speaking of solutions, go to DarylKane2024.com and get, get, on, get on the list. We've got some exciting things coming. We actually have an exploratory committee down in the 4th Congressional District of Florida. They're looking into doing a run in 2020 as a setup to the 2024 campaign. So please reach out to me. Appreciate everyone tuning in. God bless you and your audience, Rory. Have a lovely evening. Yes, yeah, uh, we've still got about eight minutes left. I'm sure you'll stick around. Uh, I may even get back to you. Uh, let, let's, let's go to um, let's go to Brandy. Brandy in Texas, go ahead. Hello, how are you? Um, so what, I'm sorry, I got distracted. What exactly uh, were we speaking about? Oh, you you were you were we were just we were just talking about so many different things. I mean, there were so many different things that came on at once. Uh, were you tuning in? Were you listening? Yeah, well, I had it on speakerphone, but I was you know cleaning, doing other stuff. Okay, uh, what are your thought? What are your thoughts though on, on just on? Let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on Biden leading Trump in Texas? What are your thoughts on that? Not happening. That is not possible. You don't believe, you don't actually believe that though, do you? No, I do. I mean, it's I probably, the, it's probably the same any... polls that had Hillary Clinton winning the election. All, I think it's just all lies. But what are your thoughts? You live there. I I can't believe it, but I also couldn't believe that Beto O'Rourke was so close to Ted Cruz in the election either. Right. And that blows my mind. I. Because, like I said, I don't know one person that voted for him. Yeah. So. No, no, I hear. I, I hear you. No. I'm... I mean, the honest truth is, I am worried. Actually, scared to death because, you know, I'm a Texan. We're a lot of times called arrogant by the rest of the country, um, but we have a special history. You know, we were our own country before. We were a state and, you know, the Civil War and just there's a lot of special history here. And I feel that not only is it an attack on the whole United States to allow these illegal immigrants to just pour in. And we're not talking about Sunday school teachers coming in. Um, We're talking about murderers and gang members and child sex traffickers and Worse, um, but this is my home. This is my state. I love 
this place and they are allowing it to be destroyed and they are hoping to flip it blue. And I'm, that is my greatest fear is that they accomplish this. Texas has never been blue ever. Yeah. It really really is crazy. It's very sad because it's not Texans that will represent that. You know, it will be the fabric of our great state completely changed. Yeah. And it just, it makes me really sad. I think I had mentioned the other night that I fear that after 2020 that, you know, if the Democrats ever, you know, gain the White House again, that they will destroy, you know, our Constitution and just everything that that our country was founded on, um, the basic principles, you know, and it'll never be the same and this will just be a great moment in history to tell our children. That makes me really, really sad. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to, let's go to AJ in Houston. AJ, my brother, what do you think? Oh, I you really always got like AJ, by the way. <laughs> Big time, that young lady, she got to know we in Texas never going to give Texas up. But we got to help people to stop letting these illegals in. We all see what's happening in Massachusetts. They want to take God yep. out of stuff. When Obama came in, what did he do? He wanted to take God. The Democrats in 12 took the God out of their platform. They had to vote it back in. You know, then I'm trying to figure out why are the LGTB people going after Christians <laughs> and don't mess the with characters. the Muslims? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out big time. I, I'm just baffled by it. I'm just tired of this whole taboo of these illegals coming in here and our people in this country letting it all happen. I mean, we we got to understand this is what the Democrats are doing. They, the black yep. folks, they better wake up. White folks and black folks really better wake up because of the fact they, we being outnumbered by all other cultures, and the Democrat Party knew it, and most black folks have woken up to the fact that they was bamboozled by Barack Obama. He didn't say or do what they said he was going to do. They just wanted the first black president. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm 64, and I'm ashamed of him for what he did to this country as a so-called first black president. But at the same time, we got old saying, all lives, don't come, leave your crap in the, uh, your liberalism where you came from, don't bring it to Texas because we don't want it, okay? And the best part about it is, Big Town, we're not going to falter. We're going to fight to the bitter end. And after 2020, we still got Pence. We still got good people better than the Democrats. So we can keep this. As long as we don't let them Dems, I call them the KKK Dems, the white liberals, them, the white liberals that's been messing with our school, our colleges, turning our college kids into mush brains. Our college kids don't even know who the vice president is. I mean, man, we can go on and on with these liberals. And what these liberals doing right now, we they worrying about more of the immigrants than they worrying about the American people. I mean, I'm like, yep. what is going on here? 
But big time, I know right. our time is short, and uh, I I will be hitting you back. And you know they got me on Twitter at big time AJ, at AJ from Houston, big time. You know, and I tell you, big timer, God is with us. We ain't got the word yeah. about it, big daddy. We never gonna and leave, AJ, and he will not forsake AJ, we always. We all, AJ, we always love we always love your commentary. You're always fantastic, and I definitely want you to come back uh, on our next show on Thursday. So we'll, we'll look forward to having you. All right, big timer. Love you guys, and God bless America. We love you too, AJ. We'll talk. We'll talk to you Thursday, uh, Doctor Buskler. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, so I have a Facebook page. Uh, it's called Funding Democracy. So it's facebook.com forward slash funding democracy. Or if you're on your Facebook page, just search Funding Democracy. You'll hit my page and you can read all my columns. Thanks for having me, Rory. I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, we'll see you next week, Dr. Bustler. Thank you. All right. Take care. Uh, let, let's, Brandy, please tell everybody where they can find you. I really like the Jay, and he's a Texan. <laughs> I'm trying to find him on Twitter. But um, you can find me at um, Barbie the Brain on Twitter and at Conservative Texas Woman on um, YouTube. Perfect. Sounds good. We will we will talk to you on Thursday. Um, I want to thank, thank every so I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. I want to thank all my co-hosts, my audience, my guests and sponsors. Uh, you guys are all amazing. Um, we got to so much tonight. So much was discussed and, and so much was established. So much great dialogue. I can't thank everybody enough. Uh, we will see you all on Thursday. Another big show planned. And uh, I got a lot more to uh reveal to all of you. Uh, Have a great night, everybody. Uh, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless. Cheers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.